Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, John. Good morning. So uh, I would say I would say we have two really great matchups this weekend. Uh, you got you got two very high-profile teams at the AFC. You have one of the all-time great franchises with Pittsburgh Steelers, and you have the highest-profile team uh, maybe in the league right now in the New England Patriots. And then on the other side, you have an all-time great quarterback and an extremely high-profile franchise, a storied franchise in Green Bay. And then you have a franchise in the Atlanta Falcons that has never won but has a, a quarterback who's likely going to win the MVP this year. Yeah, no, it looks uh, it doesn't get any better than this because in a quarterback-driven league, you get all great quarterbacks. I mean, arguably the top three quarterbacks in the league and the top quarterback this year and Matt Ryan all going at each other, all getting big ratings, and all, I think, pointing to great games. I mean, you really look at the AFC, and I think going in, the only team I thought that had a chance to go into New England and win is Pittsburgh. And then you look at the Atlanta Falcons and Green Bay Packers. You got a hot quarterback in Aaron Rodgers in a matchup where the last time these two teams met, it was 32 to 33 Atlanta winning. So you know, probably great games with great finishes and maybe some classics. How good is Aaron Rodgers historically? Oh, phenomenal. I mean, this is one of the great stretches we're seeing in the playoffs. I mean, because he's just now become so natural at being able to just roll around and make big plays. And you saw it. I mean, that comeback that he had last week was just remarkable in his ability to, particularly on a third and 20, to roll out, make them an impossible throw to Jared Cook and just get make a play that, uh, you know, is going to be remembered for years. A lot of people are saying Aaron Rodgers is the greatest they've ever seen. Levitar keeps saying that on his show. Would you put Aaron Rodgers above Tom Brady or Tom Brady for you is? Tom, well, I mean, it, it goes on a different basis each year. I mean, Tom Brady is right now, in my opinion, the best quarterback all time. And so it's just a matter. It's like which week is one better than the other? Because really, for the last several years, I've either had Brady or Rodgers as one or two. And with Ben Roethlisberger not being number three. So. Uh, all time, no. I mean, I think all time, because he certainly doesn't have all the accomplishments of Tom Brady. You know, I think when I started the year, I even told him this, that I, I, I put him number 10 all time, Aaron Rodgers, and I was replacing Bart Starr. So he still has some more climbing to do, but you can see he's going to start making that climb. But best all time is Tom Brady. Let's uh, let's go back to last week, okay? You mentioned it, it was an all, it was an incredible throw. It's an all-time play. It, it could be one of the great plays in Packers history, depending on how this season winds up finishing for them. I mean, if the Packers win the Super Bowl, like that play, that throw Jared Cook, that play is going to be remembered as one of the all-time greats in Packers history if the Packers can win the Super Bowl, right? Well, yeah, but also you're ta also talking about a quarterback who in the last years hit three for three on Hail Marys. So it's like uh, you start to look at those throws, too, and match them up. But as far as the importance in a game, this was it. I mean, this throw was remarkable, and it just seemed to be so natural. Now, the one thing that's going to be a problem facing him is that it doesn't look like he's going to have Jordy Nelson. That's mm -hmm. going to hurt. And now you have to worry about the knee of Devontae Adams. And now, if you start taking away two-thirds of the three-receiving group, all of a sudden the attrition level may 
push this back over to Atlanta having the edge. How do you sum up the Cowboys' season when, when they did not even win a playoff game? Uh, disappointing, but also uh, transitional because this was the year now that you have a new quarterback, a new running back, and a whole new philosophy with your team because Tony Romo gets hurt. Everybody's wondering, it's like, are you really going to go with a fourth-round rookie quarterback? Turns out the fourth-round rookie quarterback has one of the better rookie seasons for a quarterback in NFL history and sets the agenda for the franchise from now and then. And, of course, you look at where it's going to go with him. It's only going to get better because, to me, he looks like a young Russell Wilson, and he's pointing in the same direction. He doesn't make turnovers. He makes great decisions he's got a good arm and now he's got a running back to pair up with and so it's certainly a a lost opportunity to have home field advantage and not be able to come out and get to the Super Bowl but they're going to be in the mix now for the last many many years as long as they keep the team around him talented so so I mean disappointing but I mean you don't look at it you don't have to look at it like say a failure because they got a very young core that's coming back maybe it's just the start of some big things for that team yeah, because, I mean, you look and see that really was never a rookie quarterback that made the Super Bowl. And so right. I thought the irony of the whole thing was, you know, they here's a guy that takes them to a, a new level. Because, I mean, you know, they won 12 games and what I think, you know, he, he he was able to get 13, I think, out of them this year. Where you look a couple years ago, Romo was able to get uh, DeMarco Murray with his 1,800 yards and get 12. All right. Phenomenal. But the difference is you can see there's so much of an upside uh, with him because he's only going to get better and better and better. When they fell down, when Dallas fell down 21-3, to you're watching the game. Did you think for, for any moment there that, wow, we're going to see Romo? No, not at all. No, I thought that uh, that that ship has sailed. I mean, they now know this is Dak Prescott's team, and if you do that, then all of a sudden, I think you're breaking with the chemistry because the team believes in Dak Prescott, and to make matters even better, Dak was able to bring them back, and I think that shows where he's heading as a quarterback. And so now, you know, great things are ahead for this franchise, and we'll actually see. Now, I still consider Tony Romo one of the eight or nine best quarterbacks in football. I still think that he can throw. You don't know how long he can throw because he's always getting hurt and next injury probably knocks him out for the rest of his career but he's still very talented but I think you can see that uh, you know now this franchise is in good hands with Dak Prescott sticking with the quarterback talk here Matt Ryan I mean he's a four-time pro bowler he you know won rookie of the year I mean he's certainly been recognized in his career but it does seem like some years he's been overlooked as well do you think he's finally getting the recognition he deserves he does, yeah, because uh, the numbers he put up this year were incredible. I mean, he's put up numbers that uh, pretty much are close to the greatest show on turf when the Rams were doing this back in 99 and the early 2000s. I mean, they were he's averaging over six yards a play, you know, the 540-some points that they scored. You throw all that together, he's had an incredible year with an incredible offensive coordinator who they're going to lose to San Francisco. So this is the best he's been, and, you know, what for recognition, what he needs is to get get that next step you know not be one and four in the playoffs he's two and four now he needs that next step and get to go to the Super Bowl were you surprised by him this season or did you know that he had this in him no, we've seen it since 2008. This guy's been a great quarterback. I mean, I've had him as an elite quarterback probably since about his second year in the league. I mean, he was able to get to the playoffs his first year. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the only thing holding him back is over the last couple of years, the defense hasn't been as good. And so because of that, you know, he's been forced to try to put more points on the board. And that sometimes leads to failure. But overall, I think he's been a great quarterback and now he's in his prime. 
John, not to put you on the spot, but remind me who you had in the Super Bowl before the season. I had uh, Pittsburgh going against Seattle. Oh, okay. Yeah, One of your teams still in it. Yeah, I mean, I, and we've talked about this with John before. Like, I, I think Pittsburgh, I, I think I chose Pittsburgh to go to the Super Bowl I did as, as well. well. Early I did the season. as well. I, I think they can. Like, are, are you picking Pittsburgh to win this weekend? Because I think they could beat them, but I, but I mean, I, I got to no, go New I, England. I, I pick New England just because they're at home and they got Tom Brady, but they can, they certainly can. Yeah. Uh, because, again, what you can see, Levy, remember, this is the first playoff they've had with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's been there for four years, but circumstances, either them not making the playoffs or him being hurt, haven't had him on the field with Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. In fact, last year, I still thought the same thing, that Pittsburgh was the only team that could go into Denver or Foxborough and come up with a win. The difference was that Roethlisberger had a separated shoulder, Antonio Brown was out, and Le'Veon Bell was injured, so was D'Angelo Williams, and so that handicapped him. Now all three get to go in there, which gives them a shot. If you're the if you're the official, okay, in the end of the Pittsburgh Kansas City game, the two point conversion, they call the holding penalty on Eric Fisher. Uh, John, you got to make that call, right? Yes, I think so. It's it's because again, you don't have the benefit of replay. You don't have the benefit of slowing things down on HD. That's not there for the official. All, what you're looking back is like here's you know James on the outside and he goes down with a guy kind of grabbing onto him it wasn't the greatest holding penalty in the world it was a very touch and go play now you look back and you see well it looks like he's falling a little bit well again the eyes of an official can only see what he's seeing and you see a guy go down you have to make that call yeah i mean i thought it was a pretty obvious call and 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 here's and here's the overall point though i think john uh whether or not he started to fall a little bit on his own Eric Fisher got beat on the play, and if Eric Fisher doesn't get beat, then then he never even gets suspected or or having to hold on the play, right? Oh, exactly, exactly. And you know, Fisher's a guy that's really kind of bounced back. I mean, he's high pick in the 2013 draft, pretty much a disappointment, and now he's come on. He's a Pro Bowl alternate this year, but boy, that's, that's it's a tough one if you're going to be him. Andy Reid, obviously, and the Chiefs don't agree with it, but uh, it's one where you know close calls happen, and you know normally. You don't see these calls in big games, particularly in playoffs. I mean, you see them more in the regular season. But uh, it's a tough one for him, but it was a big one for the Steelers. What did you make of Travis Kelsey's comments about it? I think Travis Kelsey's a caveman, John. Oh, I like like Travis a lot. I've been at a couple, about maybe three Chief games, and he's fun. I mean, he's he, you know he's a good quote. He's a great player. Uh, probably took it a little bit too hard, you know, trying to send the official and get him over to a Footlocker and all that stuff. No, he won't even let him work at Footlocker. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's like that's, a, that same ref is officiating the Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah, like is, it, is, is he considered a good official, John? That guy? Yeah, he is. I mean, you know, obviously he's a good official because he's making the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah, and then the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, John, we're going to put you on hold here, and we're going to get some uh, some calls and some questions for you, all right? Okay, sounds all good. All right, hang on, John. If you want to get in with John Clayton, 786-360-0790, he'll take your questions. Or if you want to do them on the text line, that's fine as well. In the Coral Springs Automall Kia text line at 67974. Uh, John, why does Mike Tomlin have to apologize for anything that he says in the Steelers locker room? Yeah, well, because Antonio Brown put it out uh, on Facebook. I mean, pretty much, uh, you know, it shows like, an emotional coach, as Terry Bradshaw calls him a cheerleader, but now he's taking that back because he realizes this guy's a very good coach. But, you know, he's trying to get into the moment of what he feels for his team and, you know, throws a few swear words, has a couple nasty things about the teams that they've 
played and the teams that they're coming to play and all that stuff. But, you know, because you, know, you look at you listen to the language and, of course, it's football language, but it got out there. The problem was Antonio Brown should not have done that. I mean, that violated a trust by putting the stuff that Mike Tomlin said when he shouldn't have done it. Is he legit? Is Tomlin legitimately mad at Antonio Brown? Yes, has to be. Well, because, you know, this is Steelers are a proud organization. I mean, they're not obviously going to complain about what he's saying in the locker room, but the fact that it gets out, you know, puts the team in a little bit of a strange light, not a bad light, but a strange light. And so, uh, you know, the apologies there, but there's no question because if somebody's going to betray your trust, which Antonio Brown did, I mean, you got Mike Tomlin saying the right things. I mean, this was selfish. This was wrong. He should not do it. There's a policy on social media that you can't tweet out or you can't send out anything that quickly and Antonio violated for whatever stupid reason he had part of the reason is I guess you know he's got the Facebook contract and he gets money for it yeah I was going to mention that so apparently he gets or allegedly anyways he gets five hundred thousand dollars to Facebook live so does that complicate things here for you because in a salary cap sports these guys stand to make a heck of a lot more money off the fields than they do on the field really and you know i wonder how that how they're going to manage that moving forward because i understand why these players also want to have these other contracts no i mean i uh, it's a matter of just uh, the player can go out and get whatever kind of deal he wants. It doesn't affect the salary cap or anything else. And, you know, if you're a player, you want to try to have the ability to market yourself and make money for it. So I don't have a problem with that. The problem is you have to conform to the rules. And the rules on social media is that there's a time limit, certain time after the game or before the game where you can't do things. And so you have to be smart about it. He wasn't smart about this. If the if the Packers and Patriots both advance this weekend Uh, a potential Aaron Rodgers-Tom Brady Super Bowl matchup I feel like that would be one of the better quarterback matchups of all time in the Super Bowl. Would I be right about that? No, you'd be right. I mean, uh, because, you know, what's happened is for so many years, uh, you really had the best quarterbacks or most of the best quarterbacks in the AFC. I mean, you think about this since 2003, there's only been four quarterbacks in the AFC that have been to the Super Bowl. It's either going to be one year Peyton Manning, Tom Brady is either going to be Ben Roethlisberger or Joe Flacco. They're the only four. Now, so now you're dependent on who you're going to meet because always the best matchup was going to be Peyton Manning against Tom Brady I mean that was ideal but you always saw that it was always going to be the second or third week of November right before Thanksgiving right after the World Series and you saw great games and great matchups but now you have Aaron Rodgers going possibly against Tom Brady or even it's going to be Ben Roethlisberger going against Aaron Rodgers it's, it could be great ratings too but there's no doubt I mean Tom Brady is the one who moves the needle on television and Aaron Rodgers uh, moves the meter with the Green Bay Packers I mean the ratings on that could be just monster john getting to the text line for you at six seven nine seven four is there any chance the dolphins draft a quarterback in the upcoming draft no i mean unless they're looking for a backup quarterback of that nature i mean it would have to be probably sixth or seventh round but no i mean ryan Tannehill's the quarterback here and adam gaze came there with the idea of fixing him up and making him better he fixed him up made him better unfortunately he got hurt but quarterback no yeah, another texter asks, is is Ryan Tannehill staying here? I think Dolphins fans, you're, according to you, need to just accept that Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like, why go into the mystery of who's going to be the next quarterback when the quarterback is there? I mean, last I checked, I mean, the Dol- I know it was an easy schedule. All right, so part of that, what the success of the team was the easy schedule. Also, the good coaching of Adam Gaze, you know, some better play on defense, even though the run defense wasn't that good, and the things that Ryan Tannehill did, and the running game. Texter asks, what are the Jets going to do with their quarterback situation? 
Uh, they're going to continue to shop. I mean, they've got many options. The first thing they have to figure out, do you want to go young or do you want to go there? I, th- I think they're done pretty much in the draft, uh, drafting of it. I mean, they've drafted two and neither of them have worked out. Christian Hackenberg looks terrible and Bryce Petty's still not even close. I think, you know, they're going to look at Mike Glennon. You know, maybe they're going to look at, uh, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, I, all those, I think they're going to go more of the younger veteran. I don't see them going for Tony Romo. That's too many times now since 2008, they've gone for older quarterbacks more new york questions on the text line this one though about the giants can the giants ever win another super bowl with eli manning Sure they can. I mean, they just have to get better production out of the offense. And that was one of the more baffling things because, you know, here Jerry Reese, who I think is going to be the executive of the year as far as the moves he made in free agency, fixes up the defense, and then the offense only scores 20 points a game. And that was baffling, particularly when you have Ben McAdoo, the head coach, that's calling the plays a season ago. He was getting 26 points a game. But can he do it? Yeah. Now the question is, will they do it? More text for John Clayton here. If Aaron Rodgers manages to defeat the Falcons and whoever goes on to the Super Bowl, does that change where you rank Aaron Rodgers all time? Oh, yeah, to move him up. I mean, because, uh, you know, once you start getting into that two and three Super Bowl and winning because uh, it would help to win, then you start talking about Hall of Fame. And, I mean, clearly he's, he's going to probably end up being a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, I mean, at the moment he's 10. But remember, you have to start chipping away at those Super Bowls because that's who he's going up against, guys that have been to the Super Bowl who've been the greatest of all time. Another question here. Uh, Alden Smith, is he going to play for the Raiders next year? Oh, debatable. I mean, I think he should be able to make it back, but he didn't make it back this year. And so you have to still wonder, I mean, is he doing the right things in his rehab and is he doing the right things on conduct? Because apparently the league isn't endorsing it yet. Every week we get questions now about Tony Romo, of course, being traded and how that trade would work. Would they, would, can he restructure his contract? Tell us a little bit about how you expect that to happen. Yeah, the big the big thing is is that it's going to be really tough, I think, to trade him. And I don't think that Jerry's going to hold to that idea. I think he's going to accommodate him. And now I say accommodate is that Tony will look at the landscape of the team in him, and then Jerry would work something out. It probably serves the team better to uh, go ahead and do a June 1st cut because now what you do is you get $14 million of cap room free and you're taking 10.7 on this year's cap. If you trade him, all of a sudden you have to add 8.7. So you're only going to get a $5.3 million cap relief by doing it. And remember, you want to try to build some things with your young quarterback. They're $21 million over right now. So I think in the end... I mean, trade, they're not going to get I me. Mean, what are you going to get? A fifth round pick? It's better, I think, to manage your cap because you're over the cap and try to at least accommodate him and let him go to Chicago or whatever team he wants to go. Does Tyrod Taylor have a future with the Bills? Uh, no. Looks like, uh, and it's. I think it's crazy because he should. I mean, you're talking about a guy that scored 24 points a game. He was third alternate to the Pro Bowl, and now you're going to just give up on him because he has an $18 million contract that he was willing to sign even though there was no guarantees. I mean, it just sets the franchise back, I think. John, where are you going this weekend? I'm going to New England. And, and what was the choice there? Uh, like, what was the reason for it? Uh, I, I put in for either game, and the management said to go to New England. Oh, okay, so they told you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, like, like, did you think New England, is that a better matchup? Is it more juicy? That's what I really want to ask in there. No. I mean, the bosses just said, hey, uh, go to New England. So, Got to yeah, do what again, the bosses we, tell you. We, yeah, so we, we, when you have so many people that are working and covering games, yeah, they have to manage, okay, we can't have too many at the one game. Who's going where? I'm just happy to go there. Gotcha. They sent, they sent you where Goodell is not going. Uh, yes, you're going to represent instead of Roger Goodell. I don't want to. I don't want to get myself into that. There's enough angry Patriot fans around, so yeah. I don't want to get the ire of that. <laughs> All right, we'll stay. Uh, try and stay warm. That uh, that's not going to be very pleasant weather there.
Oh, it's going to be bad? I haven't even looked at the forecast yet. Oh, I'm just assuming. Yeah, probably right. Uh, John, we'll talk to you next week when we have a Super Bowl matchup. Okay, sounds good. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.